you stop it again? Are you done yet? I'm done. Do you want to... I can't, guys. I can't. Do you want to intro like that? Okay, go. Okay, guys. Guys. Oh my god, wait, what's happening? Is it snowing? Yeah. Wow. Alright. Well, it happened. Don't say it like that. It's happening. It's snowing. It is snowing, but the only reason why we know this is because it's Friday and we're sitting in the car because we had to get out of the house because we have COVID and we can't go anywhere and we can't do anything. We're being responsible citizens of the world. Yeah. I mean, that's not funny. I mean, it's kind of funny, but it's not funny. I mean, we literally don't have a choice but to hang out together inside of the car or within four walls. So today we're broadcasting live. (laughs) On the side of the road from our drive, where it's now snowing, it's rather cute, actually. How are you feeling? I can't breathe. She can't. She can't breathe. <coughs> you can't cough all over the. You can't cough all over the podcast. I COVID. I know, but you can't. All right, I'll do my best to not cough. Thank you. No problem. With your asthma. Yeah. All right. It's not that bad. You're fine. I feel fine, actually. Today, I was thinking about how I feel like tired like I feel the most tired I think you know I feel like waking up is hard but once I'm up and moving I can breathe better and I don't feel as tired I know you make me nervous at night and in the morning when you can't breathe it's asthma baby I know anyway <laughs> asthma and COVID it's quite the duo on a more serious note not so serious note it's been like if we're having some silver linings because especially I was did you listen to last week's episode where I was talking about? Of course. No, you didn't. You're, oh, she's lying. I did listen, I think. Um, the irony, not so irony, is talking about, like, as a collective, like, how this is really the first time that, like, I kind of take stock in, like, all of our friends, our family, and, like, how everybody has just kind of been like depleted like as a collective I think we're all just like caught up with us yeah after two years and then it really did catch up with us and so you know that I love to talk about timing and just like that's another hill that we're gonna die on in this podcast is I I love a timely I knew you were gonna fucking say (laughs) I love a time I love timely moments and what's more timely than this you know what i'm gonna have a shout out for melissa we should do um bingo with your sayings we should because i would win every single time podcast bingo podcast bingo uh-huh all right timely moments yep what else um i can't <laughs> <laughs> that laugh laughing at yourself <laughs> <laughs> laughing at my own jokes yeah. I think that, that should really just be an episode on its own. I need to think of a couple more, but there's several. We'll circle back to yeah. that. Anyways, <clears throat> semi. Play along, everyone. <laughs> if you have something to contribute by way of sayings that Ava has during this podcast series, let me know what those are. I'll make bingo cards. Yeah. Pass them out. We'll do it virtually. <sighs> you want to cough, don't you? <laughs> <clears throat> Okay, but um, back to silver linings. Um, it's nice to have a break. Yeah, from life. Kinda. Even though it's gross. And it's kind of gross, I and prefer to it not stresses have it at me all. out. And but it's like we went this long. I feel like I lost 
like I wanted. I was winning because I hadn't gotten it yet. And now I'm one of the losers that got it. You can't say one of the losers. That's... No. Okay. Sorry. That's I apologize. Not, that's not kind. You're, now you're a loser. <laughs> that's what I said. <laughs> Thanks for participating. It's like the Hunger Games out here. Yeah. Except it's not. You're out. It's that's like, a, tag, you're out. You're out. It is shitty, though. And, like, from a privilege standpoint, I mean, aside from your asthma, I mean, I feel pretty grateful that, like, if this is going to be the worst of either one of our symptoms, it could have been a hell of a lot worse. And lo- what that is about. a lot of this could have been a lot worse, but I'm feeling, I mean, it is nice. Like, it was nice to make dinner, hashtag COVID meals. Yeah. Um... I mean, I'm not making asubuco on a on a, on a Thursday on a Thursday night. That's Dottie is also reporting live from the back seat. <laughs> Dad, hey, no, I'm not making asubuco like on a Thursday, but in an instant pot. I mean, you could, you totally could. I'm gonna blast you now, uh huh, because somebody felt the need to chop all the mirepoix herself. Uh huh. And, and did a fantastic job. If we wanted to talk about your consistency in in your cuts, yeah, absolutely. Okay, were any of the vegetables left when we were eating the asabuco? I don't think or that they're they supposed to be. Down? That's what they're supposed to do, okay. in my opinion. Okay, that's fine. Aren't they not? I don't know. You're in charge. Whatever. I didn't go to culinary school. It's not a big deal. <laughs> that noise. <laughs> Three down. Check it off. She did go to culinary school, and she loves to remind us. Mm-hmm. Don't you? Well, because you forget. Did you, at the beginning of the pandemic, were you cooking more? Um, honestly, because I had lost, I worked at a restaurant, and the restaurant closed right away. And because Uncle Sam was paying me. We were ordering out a lot because we were food service people trying to keep everybody that was still open in business. Yeah, I feel you. And since I had, I was fortunate enough to have the money to do that. Me and my sister who kind of quarantined with me at the beginning, we tried to give back to like the restaurants that we wanted to help keep alive. So like we did order out a lot, but I do think um, that I definitely probably cooked more than I normally do because I was at home all the time. Because working in food service, you eat at work or you right. don't eat. So That's a good perspective. Because I think, especially at the beginning, like, there's that meme that's, like, we went from scrubbing our Doritos right. to, like, kissing, like, the UPS dude on the mouth. Right. Like, um, I think in the beginning, like, I was hyper-cautious. Like, did not do... Didn't like see anybody, didn't do anything. Well, and I mean, didn't... I mean, didn't even order. But for sure. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, once we started watching the industry fucking tank and people literally like clamoring to do whatever they could do to do any kind of sales whatsoever like we were seeing to go cocktails and like crazy specials and like family pack type bullshit of like please god just come in that for sure like that was that was absolutely worth it to me, Hop Alley was actually like one of the. Oh, they did stuff like that. Uh huh. That was like one of the, the first places that we did take out from. The place that I work at now, we, um, during like probably the end of, um, or probably mid lockdown, I was driving, we just went out for a drive to get out of the house and we were like, oh, they're doing 
window service like at the block mm -hmm. and they were selling to-go cocktails and bottles and because like everyone else we were drinking super heavily throughout the first half of I, the quarantine i wasn't drinking well you have kids you know. i was also pregnant but oh yeah I, that thing yeah yeah um so yeah so we like would stock up with them because it kept them alive to have those little bit of sales that they could get but yeah i didn't do i didn't do like a crazy amount of cooking i was opposite i mean like that was like still um I mean, I was, what, six months pregnant with Maddox, and I was, like, already on my shit anyways, like, you in terms of... You baked bread, didn't you? You were one of those sourdough bread bakers? Yes. Yeah. I did start a sourdough starter. But did I have a starter before that? But I definitely, like, got pretty deep into it once, yeah, the pandemic started, but um, there was, like, a handful of us that, uh, like, other bakers that I knew online like home home bakers and we started doing like drop-offs at each other's like front steps of That's just cute. like yeah like i made this and it's a shitload and i trade trades and get yeah getting rid of stuff for sure yeah and we did that for i wish i knew some people like that we did that for the first like several months but i mean i got like that's when i got i was already cooking and baking a lot because i was still on my like cooking through grief type thing but i mean i like made a whole ass i mean from like the time that i got up until like the end of the day like there was always some kind of like project cooking baking type situation hella bagels i made bagels that's crazy bagels are hard they're not Lie. You didn't use lye, though, you said. I did not. Lye is hard. I did, like, a like a baking soda boil-type situation. So you cheated? Sorry. I'm just like, that's not how you make bagels. It's like a cheat. That's have, like a... have you ever made bagels? Yeah, in college, at culinary school. Oh, okay. With lye. Have you ever made them at home? No, because I wouldn't, because I'm, <clears throat> I'm not a baker. Oh, okay. I, you know I hate baking, I period. Know. I know you do. You, you should like... tell them what you baked for me while, while we're sick. The COVID cakes you gave me. <laughs> the day the day I found out I had COVID, she had made like two dozen funfetti cupcakes that I took to work, and everybody's like, "Okay, cool, you have COVID, Go, get the hell out of here." And Take like, your. To, uh -uh. What about these COVID? They cakes? were like, "No, you can leave the cupcakes. Leave those COVID cupcakes. Funfetti cupcakes. Listen, out just, of a box. <clears throat> just because I'm a baker, <clears throat> like after I had surgery." I really was just like about that sprinkle cake situation. So and then good. and then Megan sent us sprinkle cake and it was mm -hmm. fantastic. It was so good. And then I just was like still on that. It wasn't sprinkle cake. It was gay rainbow cake. It was. Oh, that's right. It was super gay rainbow cake. Yes. But I was like still on that shtick. And I know that you have an affinity for box cake because you're an animal. I'm sorry. I was raised on box mixes and my mom didn't know how to cook anything. So it's nostalgic for you? Yeah. And it tastes fucking delicious. They're moist. The frosting with those little chunks of candy in them. Fuck yeah. Oh, and there was Dunkaroo sprinkle yeah, frosting. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was even better than Funfetti bullshit frosting. See, silver linings everywhere. You know, thinking back about like Uncle Sam giving me all that money, I could keep so many people in business if they would just hand me money. I'd just give it away. Like they give it to me and I give it back. Pump it back into the industry. You're, you are such an industry head. You really are. I just really want to, like, support people and never have to cook. I was going to say, yeah, you don't ever want to <laughs> actually do. For somebody that went to culinary school, uh, your culinary soirees in the kitchen are 
few minimal and, few at and best. Minimal at best, which is really <coughs> unfortunate because you are rather talented. Once it's your job, it's not fun anymore. I know, but it's not your job anymore. What's it your excuse? Sucks the, what's your sucks the life out of you? What's your excuse? I'm now? still stuck in the industry. I don't have time to cook. Okay. Anyways, you did a lot of cooking though for for the. Actually, I I cooked breakfast this whole time. You I never cook breakfast. You always, whenever you're at my house, you always make breakfast, and that's actually like something that I have like come to very love. You want to know why I make breakfast? Huh. Because we get up at fucking five forty-five in the morning, and I don't know what else to do until nine when I would normally wake up. So I have to, <laughs> I have to cook. I have to do something. Tell me. Watch Spider Man so many times before I need to like make a souffle. <laughs> Tell me that you don't actually love getting up earlier. Yeah. Tell I, me that you don't. I, I wish we would get up when the sun rise, like at sunrise, not well, in the, the summer, 30 baby, minutes before. It'll, the sun will be up. Don't yeah, you worry. That's fine. It'll be fine. Kill me. I do love that that has like become your thing is that like you're in charge of making breakfast. I mean, you're like so good with a grill and you make a really fantastic salmon. So I wish sometimes that there was like a little more dinner type situations. (laughs) I'm dropping hints without dropping hints. I'm like, oh, you're so talented. Make me dinner, please, God. (laughs) What are you making for dinner tonight? Uh, Are you? I was going to say, are you repurposing leftovers? Yeah, that's another fun. I like to do that. You do like to do that. Ooh, what did you do? Like that crispy rice situation was so good. Oh yeah, what did you make that night? You what made, did I? What did I make? You made that like soup. Oh, the Taiwan the Taiwanese beef yeah, noodle soup, which yeah. was bomb. And then we in the morning we made crispy like rice cakes, cakes, pancakes almost, and then warmed up the beef, kimchi, chives, yeah. Cilantro, chili oil, that was fire. And an over easy egg, all runny and yum. You did. Your kids mild that too. It was delicious. I know, when you housed it. it yeah. I know. It but she good. loves a savory breakfast moment. Me too, that's my thing. I know. I hate American breakfast. I know you We're do. really going off on some tangents. I mean, if anybody listens to this podcast, but they know that's the. That's uh, the you're just checking all the box. Bingo! Bingo. I won! <laughs> I think that, like, I don't know. I'd, I think at the beginning, I've always been able to look at my position, especially in the pandemic, as, like, coming from a place of privilege, right? I mean, like, hella scary moments, for sure. Like, you know, what, what do I do with my kid? And I was pregnant, and but, I mean, at the end of the day, like, I had four walls, and... I mean, bills were getting paid. Maybe for a beat, it was barely, but, like, we were making it happen, and I did. Like, I kept everybody, like, neat and tidy in their bubble. Like, Mooney and I masked up and were outside all day long. I cooked, and that was, like, a like a anxiety release for, you know, for the time being. My life looks drastically different. I mean, like, none of that is, like, I. that's not a thing. I can't do that and I definitely feel like on the edge of my seat in terms of like her school and like what the fuck is gonna happen and what would happen if they went to remote learning or if the school had to shut down or if Maddox's daycare so some of that like early on I don't want to minimize the pandemic and like what it has meant for a lot of 
other families and the rest of the world even. But I feel like at the beginning there was kind of this, it was an excitement, but it was like, right. okay, we're, we, we got to do what we got to do. Like we're, we're being safe. And now we thought it wasn't going to be that long either. We thought it was going to be like a quick two weeks of lockdown. And, and now we're, I mean, it's like, I think everybody like this whole time, my perspective is like, oh, there's a light at the end of the tunnel I don't, and people like we've lost that. Nah. This and is like, like the new normal. Yeah. And like, and I think that, like you said at the beginning, in terms of where we're at two years ago and now is it's just like, it is, it's like a new normal and the light at the end of the tunnel seems like non-existent. Yeah. Like it it just, we're out of the tunnel. This is just life. No mask on, mask off. You get sick, you get sick, you stay home. Try not to share your germs. Don't eat chili cheese fries with your friends at bowling. Cause you'll get the end. end. That's, that's, that's your take. That's what you have to offer. Pretty much. I do though. I mean, not to take it for a, a real bleak turn, but yeah. I mean like as a collective, like people are fucking tired The even people that don't have kids, like the parents that I know right now, like the general consensus is like, fuck me. Like the mothers that I know are all like, it's just like this flat line of like, I've got nothing. The thing like, you know, like we had a snow day here in Denver last week, right? Yeah. And it's like for a working parent to have a snow day is such a nightmare because what do you do? Like, you can't shut down your business. You still have to get your work done. Now you have to watch your kids, especially if they're little and they need your constant attention. Like, the I feel like the pandemic now is like, yeah, schools may shut down or they, mo- they may go to remote learning, but parents are still expected to work. Like, we're not shutting down businesses again. So, like, you go home. Yeah, your kids might be home, but you're not getting paid by the government to stay home now and you're fucked like you need it to figure it out like that adrenaline of like sitting on the edge of your seat at the beginning of the pandemic that kind of carried us right like at right. least that's what it was for me is it was stay like safe yeah it's kind of cool that we're off work this is kind of not cool because i'm scared about my parents right. i don't know what's gonna happen but like there was like that adrenaline right, right. of like and i feel like that kind of kept a little bit of the momentum like Again, excitement isn't, I, I mean, nervous excitement, fuck, scared excitement, like being generally excited, not in a great way, but just, I feel like that carried so many of us for so long was like the unknown. And now, obviously, I think that it's like compounded this time of year because we're like post holiday. Yeah. It's fucking cold. It's like dreary. And so I think that like if for people that have like sad, you know, like it's all, yeah. I it doesn't it looks like a little bleak right now but seriously you like, really just brought me down I, I wasn't that sad I'm so sorry I had like five days off work and all I have is a cough like luckily enough and now you just made me feel like the world's ending it's the apocalypse I mean you're I'm you, ready to go when it happens you, you are always hoping for zombies know, so I mean so here cool. here we are I'll be at REI getting my stuff <laughs> getting your bow and arrows no don't don't you're not getting into that okay. her the look on her face she has a she clearly has a list locked and loaded <laughs> of the things I thought you were that gonna she, give me the go ahead no <laughs> you guys can write in to me though yeah, what was list. what was jess's list for the apocalypse i really do though i mean even now i think that my personal shit of like lack of creativity or like my desire to be in the kitchen i get like spurts here and there 
right? Of like wanting to like experience and do that again. But I mean, number one, from a schedule standpoint, that's not a thing, right? Like I can't just be in the kitchen all day long, even if I wanted to be. But yeah, I mean like two years into this, I'm just like, I do think like after you had your surgery, you were like, I need to cook. Like that's the why you made that soup. You're like, I just need to, I was like, don't you're sick. You're not supposed to do stuff. Just relax. And you were like, no, I need to cook something. Like I need to be in the kitchen. That's going to make me feel better. And you did. And it was delicious. And like, we kind of did that last night. Like we wanted to cook and that's for sure. Like a coping mechanism of mine. Oh, see, way to, way to go. Sorry. I accidentally pressed a button on the steering wheel. <laughs> that is a coping mechanism of mine though, is like to do something with right. my hands for sure. Yeah. To like take, take my biscuits. mind off of, yeah, biscuits, scones to take my mind off stuff. Yeah. Me too. I feel normal. Like it brings like a sense of normalcy. And also I feel productive. I feel like it gives me a creative outlet and it's like the fact that I can share it with somebody, you know, that I can like make something and give it to somebody else that I can feed your face. I was going to say the same thing. Were That's you? why I went to culinary school. Is it? At Johnson Wales University. <laughs> They're out of business. It doesn't matter. <laughs> That's why you went to culinary school mm-hmm. is to feed faces. Feed faces. No, just be creative and have fun. That's why I don't bake because you can't be creative. I, I have. Say it till I die. Uh, I mean, you can. Oh, I got one. That's the hill I'm going to die on. Bingo! Bingo! (laughs) Um, you can. I also, and I think people that have listened to this have heard me say it several times, that, like, I did not like baking for a very long time. That was not a thing for me. Because of that, right, is because I had convinced myself that I did not have... You are right. Like, last night you're like toasting bread and like a little bit of salt and like, let's put some herbs in there. You're just like riffing off of like, you love, yeah, you love a chopped moment. Like whatever is in the kitchen, like at her hand, she's all, what the fuck can I make? No, it's more of a garnish. Like I, we need a garnish. This needs a crunch. We needed an acid. Okay, so you you explained to them what you were doing as I was well, finishing was up the stew. Proceed. Well, you proceed. Start, you can start from the top. That was it. We just we were having stew, and it needed like a crunchy component. So I just did like, what did you call it's it? It's grand padana, or grand padana, grand. That's what it's called. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's just breadcrumbs with herbs and fucking salt and pepper and chili flake and. Somebody got this really nice lemon olive oil for Christmas, so I, I used that. I have no idea who got that for me. Yeah. Santa put it in your stocking, and so that on there was really nice because I, like, brightened it up a little bit. hmm But it was good on there. For sure. Especially texturally. Yeah. But that's what I love about you is, like, your... It's nice even I'll when... fix your flat meal. Oh, I'll give it that. Fuck <laughs> you! I'll give it that last little push. Take it back immediately or I'm never feeding you again. I wish you <laughs> could see your face. I'll fix your flat meal. <laughs> That's your tagline. The only reason I said that is because I know you can't hurt me because we're, uh, we're being recorded. <laughs> I'll fix your flat meal. No, you never have a flat meal. I love that about you, though. And I love, I mean, even if I generally do more of the cooking and I understand from like a scheduling standpoint that like, I I honestly think you're better at it than me. So that's why I let you do the cooking. I'll clean up because I think that's a lie. The stuff you make is more fun. I make more traditional classic stuff and you make like stuff that I never cooked at home. Yeah, but I just like the stuff that you're good at. Like, that's not any of my shit. Yeah, like a meatloaf with a ranch packet. Do you make that? No, I don't use ranch packet. Use Lipton onion soup mix. Duh. 
idiot? <laughs> That's a stupid question. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> that's something that I love about you is even the times that you're in the kitchen, whether it's just making breakfast really quick or contributing a garnish for my flat ass stew. <laughs> <laughs> I love watching you do that, though. And it's nice to see you like be creative in that way. Once in a while, it's fun. As long as you're doing the dishes. I don't ever do the dishes. I know, it's so annoying. It's because I cook. That's, you know the rules, know. baby. It's like the only reason I want to cook is so I don't have to do the dishes. I mean, we can go home and you can make me like a fucking terrine. You could make me a cassoulet. There's like no, di those are one pot things. What else could you make me? Terrines are gross. That, that should be a whole other yeah. episode. <laughs> gross. Aspic. As yeah. Traditional French. Yeah, make me an aspic. You know what you could do is a, um have me on as often as you want but we could do like the 16 classes you take in culinary school and like we can break them down for the home chef so okay. they can like learn the nonsense french techniques that no one uses anymore but they still do it in like culinary competitions and stuff across the globe Ooh, let's okay let's just give people a snippet and maybe after this episode we can talk about shit you should care about but not actually really but yeah here's... but fun stuff to play with in the kitchen yeah what, like, what were my classes? Yeah, like, what's, and what's uh, something that you actually, class, like, loved? My first class was Garmanger, which is, like, cold prep. So we did a lot of, like, aspic bullshit and, like, cold force meats and things Ooh. like that. Yeah. Pâtés and, like, pickled shit, all a bunch of stuff. I mean, it was an awesome class. Like, it's very cool to learn, but half the stuff I didn't want to eat because it's a cold roulade with you know 17 different meat parts in it and gross. it looks crazy and nuts yeah but it's pretty but yeah it's not gross um traditional european traditional french soup stocks and sauces Ooh, the mother sauces yeah should we talk about the mother um, sauces sometime yeah so you know like the rainbow has roy g biv yeah the mother sauces are beth has vd that's terrible <laughs> well that's okay. just the acronym that they use in culinary school that's not surprising sorry um, we fought about mother sauces one time, didn't we? No, did we? I think we did because you didn't agree with one of them or two. I don't know. Anyways, we'll talk about it later. Um, I don't remember. There's what so was many. Like there were so many. I don't remember. What do you feel like was semi pointless, but like you actually really loved? Literally none of them. I hated my baking classes. I hated them. I was not a good student in high school, and I excelled so much in hands on learning in culinary school. Like I had straight A's in culinary school. In high school, I was like a C, D, B student, but like not in, not in home ec, but in everything else. And so like culinary school was like, holy shit, I'm getting A's and I'm having fun and I'm learning cool shit. What was your favorite thing to learn about? Oh, meat cutting was my, my second class, I think. Like you break down a whole pig, Butchering. you break down a whole, uh, a whole cow, fish, like all different kinds of fish you learn how to butcher. It was just cool to learn. I mean, I still had, I already had a lot of the skills because I had already been like going to, cul I literally went to culinary camp when I was in high school mm -hmm. and it was a week at a local culinary school, Kendall College in Chicago, which is a pretty big deal. And I would stay which there. Which is for, a pretty big deal. It is. Kendall College is, an, is a, is a like prominent culinary school. And I would stay there for a week in like the dorms. We thought we were so cool. Oh my God. It was so dorky. You but it was so fun. Like I already had the skill set, but I learned a ton of shit. None of my culinary classes were a waste. Um, a lot of the other classes were fucking stupid, you know, because I had to still take like academia bullshit, but don't go to culinary school, kids do a stage, 
go work at a restaurant. For real. <coughs> but it was cool. We should do a we should do a class at home. What what class? If you had to teach me anything, what would you teach me? Um, I think I could, I could teach. I'm telling you, what are you going to teach me? Soup stocks and sauces. Uh huh. I could get you. I I could, but you already know all that. Like you know it without. Having so that's gone. what I'm saying. So like, what would you oh. teach me? COVID times. We have COVID. You, we have you to don't be at home. do a lot of. I mean, I think like traditional French stuff. You would probably like to learn. Yeah, like what would you teach me? What's a di- what's like a dish? Oh God. Pick one, and then I'm going to make you do this. Oh, you know what I would make you do? Hmm. Um, like, all the table-side stuff we had to learn. So, like, uh, a whole seared bass or trout almondine, but it's a whole fish. And at the table, you peel back the skin, you remove the bones, you serve it, and it's all with spoons on, like, a special tray. Um, beef wellington, like, those things that, like, take extra time that people are like, why do they still do that? Or, like, we would do Cherry's Jubilee or Bananas Foster Tableside with other students to, like, learn how to do tableside service for, like, high-end restaurants that, like, barely exist anymore. From the 1974. Yeah, even, like, 1924. I think that's I wonder if they can hear my deep breathing. Get this mic away from me. I think they can. They can hear us <coughs> coughing. <laughs> they can hear your weird, asthmatic... <laughs> I mean, this is what we have to offer you. COVID times. Yeah. Um, everybody thinks that I'm joking. I'm not. We're going to go home. We're going to make a list. We're going to have somebody door dash some shit. And we're going to have a welcome to Jessica's table no, side country club class. No, <laughs> yes, we are. And I'm so excited. And I can't wait to report back. You have any famous last words um, bingo yeah <laughs> bingo thanks for hanging out with me no problem oh me or them you oh no problem baby i like having covid with you in the car honestly like five days doesn't seem like a long time but like by the time we were playing scattergories yesterday i was like what are we gonna do tomorrow <laughs> you run out of things to do we went for a drive yeah now we're gonna go home and make bananas foster table side <laughs> It's not even that hard. Okay, I love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. 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 Bye.